on today's Locked On Senators. It's game day, the final game day for over a week. The Sens are in Montreal for a rematch against the Canadiens. And the NHL trade market is officially open. The Vancouver Canucks traded away their captain. What could this mean for the Ottawa Senators moving forward? The trade deadline's in 31 days. We'll get into that and more. It's all brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get started today. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 725 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, today is Tuesday, January 31st. And for the last week, Claude Giroux is the NHL's first star. boy G! I mean, Ross, he was my Sense Central standout for the weekend and for a good reason. What can you say about Claude Giroux? He has just been the perfect addition to this Ottawa Senators team and more. Ross, I'll, I'll fully admit he is exceeding my expectations so far. And I had fairly high expectations for him. So thank you, Claude Giroux, for coming home. Seven points on the week. And you know what? His stretch actually started with an assist in that gong show of a game against Winnipeg last Saturday. But in the week that was, it was three wins for Ottawa. It was four goals for Claude, three assists, seven points, all while playing with a 20-year-old rookie as his center iceman in his first three games in the NHL, of course, talking about Ridley Gregg. But good on Claude Giroux, producing at even strength, producing on the power play. Just an absolute hell of a week. For Claude Giroux. On top of that, the game against Toronto, he goes 12 for 18 in the faceoff circle. Really crucial to do on the road against a good hockey team in Toronto. He's a leader and he signed for two more years. That to me is my favorite part. Claude isn't going anywhere. I can't say he's exceeded my expectations. I had him for 77 yep. points. He's gone pace for 79 right now. <laughs> so this is just a heck of a run for Claude. And I hope that this relationship with Greg and DeBrinket can flourish over the next span. It's really unfortunate, though, that the the break's coming at this time. I know we have a game tonight. We'll preview it later on against the Habs team. They just smoked 5 nothing on Saturday. But don't you wish the break come came like either after the Winnipeg game or at least a bit later on? The guys are rolling right now. Yeah, I would have gladly swapped uh, a break after the Winnipeg game instead of a break now when it seems like guys are rolling. But uh, I think... We also need to give a shout out to Anton Forsberg. I mean, this is no small task what he was asked to do. And I'll say it again. He exceeded my expectations. Like a 6-2 win and then a shutout on back-to-back nights. Very incredible. And he will get the start again tonight up against the Habs. And we were talking this morning about how just those last two games, because we edit our graphic that we'll pull up when we get to our game day preview, and we have their goals against average and save percentage. And over the last two games, his goals against average went down by 
two points, like from point three, 3.3 to 3.09. And then the save percentage went up five points all the way back up to 9.06. So good on Anton Forsberg for really getting some consistency with his game. That's when he was at his best last year when he kind of was thrown into the fire. You and I are all about tandems. We get it. That's how the NHL is rolling. But how many examples have we had in Ottawa over the years of guys getting hot when they get the net? Even Mike Condon, when he started all those games, he got red hot. The Hamburglar started, what, 22 out of 24 games during that stretch. And now Anton Forsberg hopefully getting a chance here to, to finish off strong before the break. And then obviously they'll reset and hopefully Cam Talbot can get healthy. Hey, we teased yesterday. We never actually got into the nitty gritty. And it will lead perfectly into the trade conversation with Bo Horvat being moved to the Islanders. But let's talk about the rumor over the weekend. David Pagnotta mentioning that the Los Angeles Kings could be of interest for Cam Talbot. Now, there'd probably have to be some sort of money retention either way. And Is it one of those defensemen that Pierre Dorian was scouting that could be on the way back? But that made a lot of sense to me until I realized they have Cal Peterson's $5 million in the minors. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it does make a lot of sense because I think LA is just looking for a rental right now, someone to kind of bridge the gap between, I'm sure they're hoping Cal Peterson can figure it out and he can come back from the minors next year. But I don't know what they're going to do with Jonathan Quick, but I don't think they're fully confident with the Phoenix Copley and Jonathan Quick tandem going forward. So if the Sens have to retain half of Cam Talbot's 3.6, that's no issue at all. And if they end up getting a defenseman like uh, Matt Roy or uh, Sean Walker that have term... I thought you were on the Sean Dursey trade there for half a second. No, man, they're not going to trade Sean Dursey. <laughs> I would love that too, but it's just not happening. Um, you should give me a dramatic pause after Sean, though. Sean Walker. Um, but oh, both those guys, I think, could be an improvement, and both of those guys could be a Dylan DeMello type. You don't need necessarily a top four defenseman. You just need someone that can stabilize your the already cornerstones that are here in Tom Spott and Jake Sanderson. So that's a trade I could see happening because, I don't know, Ross, we talked about Cam Talbot extension. I think he would be interested in that, but I'm, I'm not sure that's the right answer for the Sens moving forward. I think, I think it's a good option because this is a guy the Sens know. I don't think he'll demand too much money. But you're looking at a, at a goalie that's 36 years old, and he's probably motivated by winning right now more than kind of family comfort and things like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if Talbot's also saying, hey, if there's a deal out there for me to go to a contender, sign me up. So that's going to be very interesting to follow. I would say Cam Talbot is the Ottawa Senators' best trade piece right now. I would like to apologize. I was I made that take under the influence. I was high off of Cam Talbot's win over the Boston Bruins when I said, give him a two-year extension. Let's go keep this guy in town. Both of us were guilty of that, Ross. We did a whole episode talking about an extension, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, since then, the Sens have kind of fallen out of any potential race, although I did look at the standings this morning. I looked. I looked. There's a path to mediocrity ahead. But I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I'm Pierre Dorian. He obviously shouldn't be adding a rental or anything like that. Like nobody with a year left. We're not doing the Hamnick again. Like oh, it's better than what's on the free agent market. Let's get ahead. No, none of that this year, please. Well, and Ross, the issue, and I'll I'll help you out with a little segue here. Is another team in the East 
who the Ottawa Senators are trailing and trying to jump to get to a wildcard spot. They just made a huge deal acquiring a massive goal scorer in a New York Islanders team that, what's their biggest problem? They can't score goals. So that team got better immediately, in my opinion. Yeah, good thing that they've decided to come to Ottawa before making that yes. move and only scored one goal. Thank you very much. <laughs> Appreciate that. Final note, though, on the on the LA Kings, because you might be like, wait, Jonathan Quick, wasn't he an all-star last year? Isn't he back, back, back? Mm-mm. 27 games this year and an 881 yeah. save percentage. Phoenix Copley has come from the North Pole to save yeah. He's brought up treats and tricks and saves. Well, and hey, if you want to talk about all-stars, Cam Talbot was an all-star last year as well. Wow. There you <laughs> have it. Cam Talbot, $3.3 million on his contract expiring at the end of this year. It's going to be an interesting 31 days leading up to the deadline with Cam Talbot, Travis Hamanick, Nick Holden, Tyler Mott could potentially be a suitor. He went for a fourth at the deadline last year, though, so I wouldn't get too excited about any of the potential pieces. Hey, even Derek Broussard is on pace for 15 goals this season. But, of course, he has been elevated onto power play. Maybe some situations we didn't expect him to play into. Speaking of Derek Broussard, Pilsy, I know you've got something coming up, something you've been cooking in the FanDuel Sports Lab. But we're also going to get into what that Bo Horvat trade means for Ottawa. And then a full game day preview. The Sens are playing against the worst jerseys in the National Hockey League tonight. The Montreal Canadiens reverse retros my goodness do not adjust your tvs you'll just have to sit through it like habs fans have had to sit through their team's performance all season long stay locked on senators all that's coming up right after a quick break today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, the presenting sponsor for this episode they are the new sports book for the locked on podcast network and the number one sports book in North America. They are an official partner of the NFL, but it's not just football, guys. There's so much more you can bet on, especially with our show, Ross. We're looking at hockey, and if you're new to FanDuel, hey, that's even better because they have so many great features. I love the Promos tab on the app. There's a little app that says Promos. You can check out all the fun stuff they got there. And new customers in the U.S. of A., you get $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. And we are working on getting that in Canada as well. Yes, we are going to work on that as well. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spread to player props. And you can have a bigger chance at a bigger payout with same game parlays. Ross, we teased a bet that I'm looking at, or bets I should say, player props. Heading into Montreal, you got four francophones on the team. I placed a small wager on each of those four guys, Thomas Shabbat, Derek Broussard, Claude Giroux, and Matthew Joseph, to score a goal in the province of Quebec. J'aime ça. Ah, oui. Bon chance. Bon chance. Tout le monde. Um, so you guys should ride along with that. And it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and simple to use. So don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Allons-y. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. You know we love our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. Great food, tasty drinks, and a great atmosphere. Whether you're going there for trivia night, open mic night, they even had a speed dating event going on there. They are all about 
the people at the Glebe Central Pub. And they are also taking care of the shuttles to and from Ottawa Senators games, including February 17th, as I'm pulling it up right here. I needed to pull it up just so everyone can understand. $15 gets you to the game, from the game, and a spot for the Locked On Senators live show at 4 p.m. on on Friday, February 17th. And not only that, Chris Neal Jersey Retirement Night. The the vibes are going to be immaculate. We talked about the home opener. Unbelievable experience. Pilsy and I are undefeated with boots on the ground together. That goes all the way back to 2017. We just don't lose. It's the way it goes. So join us on the shuttle to and from the Ottawa Senators games. Thanks to our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. Make sure if you head to the Glebe Central Pub, you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. It's at 779 Bank Street. We're going to leave in plenty of time. We're going to make sure we're there in our seats. Molson's in hand, hanging out, ready for the jersey retirement of Chris Neal on February 17th. They're playing the Chicago Blackhawks. That's secondary. It's all, oh, wait, revenge game. Alex Dabrinkit. Wow. Let's go. All right. Make your way to the Glebe Central Pub, 779 Bank Street, and let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. All right, Pilsy. The trade market is officially open. But how does it affect the Ottawa Senators? Hmm. So the Vancouver Canucks traded their captain, Bo Horvat, with 25% of his salary retained to the New York Islanders. In exchange, they get one of Pilsy's favorite prospects, 2021 second rounder, Atu Ratu. They get forward Anthony Beauvillier, and they get a 2023 protected first round pick. Now, if the pick's in the top 12, it stays with the Islanders, but then Vancouver would have an unprotected 2024 first round pick before we get into the implications with Ottawa what was your immediate reaction when you saw this trade go through and the timing of it as well yeah it's very this is a very interesting trade because the rumor is Ross that Vancouver didn't even shop the deal they they heard the deal they locked it in and that was it so that is a very surprising move when you're trading your captain who's having a career season you don't even Check around, see what else is going on. You're just that down for that deal. So that's an interesting nugget there. But I think both teams did well here. Like, I don't, it, it's not one of those trades where you're like, wow, this team absolutely robbed them or there's a clear winner or anything like that. I, I think it's interesting that the Islanders decided to do this now because they are on a slide of epic proportions. I mean, like, they've been terrible recently. So, Maybe Lou Lamorello is just like, hey, we got to stop digging. I'm going to add some goal scoring here to stop digging that hole. But maybe also you want to get him in, bring him in here so that he can get acclimated with his team. Maybe uh, do do some uh, trust exercises over the break and uh, get him involved with the team here. But I think both sides did well. Islanders needed a goal scorer. Bo Horvat is one of the best goal scorers in the league this season. And the Vancouver Canucks... They had to do something with him. It was getting awkward that he was just hanging around, kind of like the Bruce Boudreaux situation. So they get a middle six guy in Bavillier. They get a guy in Atu Ratu who is just starting his NHL career. He's got a lot of potential, in my opinion. And then a draft pick as well. So 
overall, I think this is a fine deal. Yeah, it's a fine deal, and, and it also gives the Islanders, although you'd expect them to try to re-sign Bo Horvat. So last year was a career year for goal scoring for Bo Horvat, 31 goals. Well, guess what? He has 31 goals right yeah, now. He's smashing that, yeah. He's smashing it, and he's still like entering the prime of his career. The irony here is that Lou Lamorello actually traded the pick that became Bo Horvat, ninth overall in, I think, Corey 20- Schneider. The Corey Schneider yeah, trade. Yeah. Now, both Corey Schneider and Bo Horvat are with the New York Islanders. Uh, funny uh, along with Paul Mieri, Zach Parise, like Lou Lamorello just has his guys. Yeah, Andy Green last year came over. That was a big one. Yeah. Uh, Travis Zajac. You could literally go <laughs> on and on. Talk about how the Senators always like – it was always Guy Boucher. And then I showed you a clip from one of our old podcasts where the Senators brought in DJ Smith and then promptly brought in Zaitip, Hainsey. Connor Brown, Tyler Ennis. My yeah. gosh. Most of the dark days uh, to be a, Sen- a Senators fan. Maybe I'll play that clip later on during the break. We also should mention that we've got an exciting lineup coming up during the break. We're not going anywhere, even though the Sens are. But the timing of this trade for me gives the Islanders either they're going to step up, start scoring goals. And I think they probably do this move for Sorokin more than anybody because he's yes. been standing on his head. He's looked unreal. So they're either going to start scoring or if they decide they can't sign Bo Horvat. Maybe they still flip him at the deadline and you probably get as much as you gave up because he's that much of a, an impact piece. Especially and if you retain some salary, Ross. Because it's or, Yeah, and it's already been 25% retained. Mm-hmm. Then if they take another 25 or 50%, I think they could be <laughs> on to something. But certainly that's galaxy braining it a bit. But immediately he makes the Islanders a better team. There's, there's no way around that. We'll see how he fits in. Some people, if, if you're only locked on to the Sens, you might be like, oh, wait, why are they doing it right before the break? Islanders are already in their break, so they've got like a 13-day pause right now. The Islanders are two points out of the playoffs, but Pittsburgh has three games in hand on them. So do Buffalo, and Buffalo has one extra point with three games in hand, right? So tough sledding going forward for the Islanders, who only have three wins in their last 10 games. Mm-hmm. Now, the Senators are six points back of the Islanders, but with three games in hand right now. So we'll see how things shake out in the Eastern Conference going forward. But if you're Pierre Dorian, does this get you excited to make a move? Does it put your dancing shoes on? Or are you still staying patient and just scouting in the warmest weather climates you can for the next while? Yeah, definitely hitting that warm weather if you're Dorian. But I think it gets you excited because we all know this. It takes one trade and now the general managers start chattering and now the pieces are moving and space is available here and they need players here so it's just the first domino to fall now does it mean Pierre Dorian is kind of geared up I don't think so because Dorian's not going to be making any big moves like this so I don't think that affects that but hopefully it causes movement around the league and that allows Pierre Dorian to have a better scope of land if you may yeah that's fair enough let us know in the comments what you'd like to see Pierre Dorian do first not overall but first is there a move that you think should be imminent for the Ottawa Senators right now. Well, Ross, I mean, we can get into the discussion. We talked about tandem goaltending, and we're talking about Vancouver trading away pieces. A lot of rumors have been floating around, or maybe I shouldn't say rumors, but people floating the idea of the Ottawa Senators acquiring Thatcher Demko. How do you feel about that? When Thatcher Demko's at his best, he's certainly worth $5 million a season. Now, this is a backloaded contract, so... He's actually making $6 million the next two after this one. Sorry, seven next year with a $1 million signing bonus, $6 million salary, and then five. So 
they're they're still whoever takes him is on the hook for uh math guy here 12 13 18 million dollars over three years but his numbers have been so bad this year you gotta hope he gets back to to the performance he put on not only in the bubble where he was outstanding but then the last two years 915 save percentage you go back to his college numbers were absolutely ridiculous he was like the top goalie prospect coming up through the ranks so I think a change of scenery is going to do him really well I just don't know if the Senators are in a position to commit to that over the next three seasons like that's a pretty long-term commitment for a guy who you're not sure can bounce back from what's been a pretty poor season right now but I I would get excited if they did pull the trigger on a deal like that because he is a a no doubt starting goalie in the NHL I think you need to look at this with a grain of salt everyone is pretty much having a bad year in Vancouver other than Bo Horvat. So I think you need to Who's Manko got his bag? That's true. Which, another head-scratching move by the Vancouver Canucks, but... Should have come to Ottawa. That's another story for another day. Um, But... I have a lot of faith in Thatcher Demko. I, I believe that he can bounce back from this and a change of scenery would do him a lot of good. I believe this is a good contract still for a goalie that's... I mean, goalies, is, it's kind of hard to say when their prime is, but I think you want a goalie in his late 20s. That way he has enough experience and he kind of knows himself and what he needs to do to be successful. It's not too long of a contract. Paying that money for a starting goalie isn't crazy. But then Ross... Our good friend at Aleem's Martian brought up a very good point. This is, is very similar to acquiring Matt Murray a few years ago. A, mm-hmm. a goalie in his, uh, <laughs> excuse me, mid-20s that has shown incredible numbers and has proved he can be a number one goalie, but coming off a bad year and other teams were like, we can fix him, we can do this. And that's what the Ottawa Senators thought they could do with Matt Murray. I don't need to remind anyone how that went for the sense. Now, Thatcher Demko and Matt Murray, two very different people with different injury histories. So that's important to know here, but I just, I don't know if going all in to acquire a number one goalie is the right move that allows this team to get to the playoffs. That would be my number one concern here. And it should be noted as well that Thatcher Demko is injured right now. He was diagnosed with a lower body injury on December 2nd. That would see him miss six weeks. So he should be back fairly soon, uh, I would imagine, maybe right after the break. But uh, he has been out of the lineup recently for the Vancouver Canucks. Only three wins in 15 games this year. Uh, But going up and down the lineup for Vancouver, like I'm assuming Quinn Hughes is kind of out of the question. Uh, also left shot. I don't know. I, I think from what Elliot Friedman mentioned, the only untouchable is Elias Pettersson. I think they, like, they're not trying to trade Quinn Hughes, but I don't think they've locked him up. I mean, JT Miller's untouchable just with his contract. But uh, other than that, like there, there's not a whole lot of names that I would see as a huge fit. Like if Connor Garland could come in and play third line or something, I think but that'd be great. They'd have to retain some salary. That is a hefty bill for a guy like Connor Garland. Yeah, exactly. Lot, lots of intrigue, though. I think we'll be following along with the Canucks uh, quite a bit as we lead up to this trade deadline. But let us know as well in the comments who you think would be a fit on the Vancouver Canucks, if anybody, right? Like a Luke Shen, if Ottawa was in more of a position to succeed, maybe get him as a depth right shot defenseman. But again, it's not the time or the place for a rental, and he's going to end up right back in Tampa like he always does. You know it. You know it. Yeah. 100%. All right, coming up, it's time for a game day preview. The Sens are in Montreal for a rematch against the Montreal Canadiens. Stay 
tuned to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends over at Athletic Greens. Guys, I've been on the AG1 pump. I had my AG1 again today. I've gone seven straight days. And I'll be honest. Yeah, you look better. Thank you. Thank you, Ross. Thank you. Um, And that's because this is a simple thing you can do to start your day off right. There's 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and more. All you got to do is put one scoop of AG1 in your cup of water in the morning, and that's going to help your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all these things. It's so good for you while tasting good, in my opinion. Whether you're Keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, you can have AG1. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, none of that garbage, while still tasting good. And it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. So if you're getting a coffee every day before work, why not save a little money and do something good for your health by switching to AG Green? Don't just take my word for it. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews, and they're recommended by athletes, trusted by leading health experts, and more. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health, guys, and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition with Athletic Greens. Just one scoop in your cup of water. It's easy. To make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. You can't beat that with your first purchase. It's simple. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance from Athletic Greens. All right, Pillsy, it's game day for the Ottawa Senators. Soak it in, Sens fans, because it's the last time until February 11th. Ugh. That's going to be an afternoon game, by the way. 12.30 Eastern time start against the Edmonton Oilers. want to say congratulations to Jason Noonan as well, winning the two tickets from our friends at Shawarma Palace. He's heading to the game on February 13th against the Calgary Flames. Sens need to come out of the break strong. I want the vibes to be good going into that Chicago game yep. as well. But we also want the vibes to stay strong after tonight. The Senders have won three games in the row. Can they make it four? Pilsy, they're up against a team that keeps losing. So you got to think, a movable uh, object, unstoppable force. Where are we at with tonight's game? <laughs> The Montreal Canadiens are neither an immovable object or an unstoppable force. They are a very movable object. Uh, We'll classify them as that, Ross. And I mean, look, we've joked about it, but in all seriousness, look good, play good. I, I fully subscribe to that. And I've heard players say there's certain jerseys that they're like, man, these jerseys are awesome. We love playing in these jerseys. There's no way at all that any single player on the Montreal Canadiens thinks they look good or thinks they can play good with those terrible jerseys. And Ross, that's just not my opinion. The stats back it up from Stu Cohen on Twitter. The Canadians will be wearing their reverse retro sweaters for the 7 of 8th time at the Bell Centre tonight against the Sens. In the first six games with the blue sweaters, the Habs are 0-5-1 and have been outscored 26 to 10. 
Adjust yourselves accordingly at FanDuel, guys. I will be sprinkling a healthy amount on your Ottawa Senators tonight as they're like the this, these jerseys are just so bad, Ross. I can't even get over how bad they are. I, who approved these jerseys from the league? And I've seen Habs fans wearing them, using their hard-earned money to purchase these jerseys and put them on. That's uh, wild for me. I wouldn't even use that thing as a bathroom bathroom rug, Ross. Like that's not even the Habs logo already looks like a toilet bowl. I wouldn't put that jersey on the ground near my toilet because it's too ugly. It's tough to look at. Now, the Habs, I mean that record's terrible with that jersey, but their road record is 9-13 and 3. So it's not like they're winning a whole lot wearing other jerseys this season as well. Not that the Sens are much better on the road, but we yeah. we understand that. We've been there before. Um, this Habs team also has a lot of guys out of lineup. And they're going to pretty much ice the same roster that they, that they did against the Senators. Owen Beck back to junior wasn't noticeable. Good story. I'll appreciate a good story. NHL debut at 18. Didn't do anything. He comes out. In comes Chris Weidman, former Ottawa Senator. And they're going 11-7. and seven. I don't know how strong of a move that is. Maybe it's just kind of out of necessity. I was going to say, I don't think it's a power move. I think this is just what they got, Ross. Right? Because Guy Boucher would always say, hey, I love going 11-7 and because it gives my top-end guys more ice time. I don't know if they have any top-end guys. Like Nick Suzuki's in the lineup. They have won, yeah. Even Kirby Doc was out with uh, getting treatment, mispractice yesterday. He looked good on Saturday, I will say. He, He was probably their best player for me. Yeah, I'm a big Kirby Doc fan. Like when Chicago traded him, I was so confused by that move. Uh, I guess they just thought it wasn't going to work out there, especially because they have his brother as well, Ross. So oh, yeah. it seems like a weird move for them to do that. Um, but yeah, I think Kirby Doc is uh, definitely a decent player for the Habs. And we'll see if uh, the treatment that he got is going to kind of ail him at all or, or what, what it's going to do for him. So the Sens top five scorers, top five scores would all be first on the Habs in points. That's that's kind of where they're at. They can't score. They can't keep the puck out of their net. And they're young players who everyone was excited to see play. The Slavkovskis, the Ghoulies, the Caulfields, all out with injury as well, which is tough. You don't want to see injury. I'd rather beat the Habs when they're at full strength because yeah. you know what? That game, and call it closer than it was. It, it was. We said it on the postcast. Like, that didn't deserve to be a 5 nothing game for most of it, especially early on. But there was, like, no emotion. There was no hate. There was no anything. It just felt like another game. Like, it may as well have been St. Louis in town. Like, it just, there wasn't that extra hate. So I hope we get some of that tonight. I really do. Ross hoping for hate. <laughs> I mean, it just, that's what rivalry No, I know what you mean. Now I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying go full Eric Riba and 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 put someone on their on their face in the neutral zone early on like he did. I mean that was that was a bad pass. That's not Griba's fault. Let's what, for the player record. 61, player sixty one. Yes. Uh, but with the Habs, I mean I didn't mention they all are also without Brendan Gallagher, who I mean doesn't do much in terms of scoring anymore, but he certainly adds the he but he adds that element of grease, right? Definitely. Like if Gallagher's in the game, all of a sudden. Now we're getting into, a, oh, yeah, like where is he at on the ice? Is Timmy going to bury him again and put him in a headlock and tell him, hey, yeah, my my teammates did pull me aside. They said, hey, why don't I just take care of you <laughs> when I'm 20 years old and, and we'll go there. I don't know if he's played since. A lot of people are saying he's been hiding. 
ever since that moment. Uh, all jokes aside, though, the Habs, again, same lineup. We don't even have to go through it. Um, <laughs> like, I, I don't even... I don't even want to spend any time on them, really. You can go listen to Locked on Habs if you care about them. And I think we'll, we'll focus more on the Senators, who are still without Mark Kastelik, which is too bad. I feel like he always plays well against Montreal. So he stays out. Same exact lineup that we've seen. Is this as simple as DJ not wanting to change a winning roster? Because I'm, I have to admit, I am a little surprised Austin Watson stays out of the lineup. I'm not mad, but I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I would agree with you. I'm surprised, too, but... DJ Smith, he's he's made it very clear. He typically does not change winning lineups, and they're on a three-game winning streak. So say what you want, but I don't blame him in this scenario. And when we're we're talking about switching out guys on the fourth line, doesn't really move the needle too much, anyways. Although I agree with you, I would like to see Cassie in this game, but if it, if it means stay the course and get another W up against the the Habs fans and have them heading home early. I'm into it. You think they'll get 20,000 people at the barn tonight? We'll we'll see. That remains to be seen. I mean, the Ottawa Senators led in NHL attendance that night where they played up against Habs. And I know Habs fans, they're, before I even finish that sentence, they're probably saying, yeah, because so many Montreal fans uh, bought tickets. Thanks, Thanks for the cash. Thanks for paying for Timmy's contract. Appreciate it. Uh, tickets still available for tonight's game. On Ticketmaster.com. I can't believe they're charging $200 a ticket to see this team. Wow. Um, All that aside, the Senators will line up as such. Tim Stutzla at center between Brady Kachuk and Mattia Joseph. Ridley Gregg in between Alex Dabrinkit and Claude Giroux. The third line is Shane Pinto with Derek Broussard and Drake Batherson. The fourth line. Oh, wait. Why do I have Watson there? My bad. Dash one for me. Gambrell. (laughs) Kelly, and why am I blanking? Who's in for Watson? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Tyler Mott. Wow, what a goofy move by me. Shabbat, Holden, Sanderson, Hamannick, Branstrom, and Zaitsev. Anton Forsberg starts in goal. 10-10-2 on the season with a 3.09 goals against and a 9.06 save percentage. Hopefully the Senators plus minus better than mine for this graphic. Ah, I'm working on it. But, Pills, <laughs> you mentioned the Francophone bet. For FanDuel, it's kind of nice. They're all spread out, right? Joseph on the top line, then Giroux, then Broussard. Yep. And obviously, Shabbat's going to play as many minutes as you'd expect him to. And, I mean, didn't uh, did Shabbat score in, in the Montreal game or the Toronto game? Opening goal against Toronto. Ah, okay. So, it was just one francophone up against Montreal. But I, I'm oh. loving that bet. What do you mean one franc? Or no, four? Broussard got one as well. And Giroux. Yeah. Yeah, and Giroux Joseph. was. Joseph got one too? Empty netter. Oh, right, right. Okay, man. Dash one for me, too. Uh, yes. So <laughs> now we're even. Two <laughs> negatives to make a positive. So I, the francophone bet almost fully hit last time, and this time they're in La Belle Provence. So maybe. you're going to get a little boost there. So head to FanDuel, ride with me on the francophone bet, as uh, hopefully I, we can get all four here. I know Stewie Sabrin's going to be all over that with you. Oh, yeah. Stewie's going to love that one. Oh, yeah. My locked-on player, though, it's Ridley Gregg. If it nice. weren't for the selfishness of Arbor Jacki scoring on his own net, Ridley Gregg would have would have scored his first NHL goal in that game against Montreal. But then we wouldn't have had the Francophone moment with Claude getting a second one. But unreal play by him to feed Drew on the first one and then to get himself open back door on the second goal where Claude ends up just scoring off of Jacki. 
Um, a great, great player so far for the Senders. Now, what I worry to an extent as my light almost falls is when does the adrenaline wear off for Ridley Gregg? Because I know it's easy to say. Does it ever? That's a thing. That's a thing because it's easy to say he's just not that type of player. But every player, when they get put in these situations, it's natural. You you get fired up. You get the the body, the juices flowing, and you're like, I could run through a wall right now. And you just wonder, like, is it ever going to wear off? I don't I don't know. But I think that with the empty the tank mindset that they're in right now, where they're off for ten days, guys are going to go on vacation, get some warm weather, feel good. You want to go in on a winning note. And I think Ridley Gregg is is uh, poised for games like this. Like we said that against Toronto and had a great game said that last one against Montreal. Great game. So I'm looking for the trifecta. I know I'm forgetting his NHL debut in, in that sense, but these rivalry games, he's going to come to play. So I'm going to like, I'm going to like to see how they use him. I know there's not a whole lot of matchup problems with Montreal realistically, but I want to see how they use him. If they protect him at all on the road versus at home, because the, the Toronto game, yeah, it was a road game, but we had guys like Patty Hines just giving the old clapperoo. So I, I wasn't too worried about that one for Ridley, but I, I will be curious to see how he's used tonight. With uh, Giroux, right, took a lot more face-offs in Toronto than he did on Saturday. So I'm locked on to Ridley Gregg. I want to see how he plays this evening. Well, Ross, I think Ridley Gregg's adrenaline and his motivation is going to be held high because imagine, Ross, you start your NHL career alongside your childhood idol. I don't think you're about to slack off at any point here. And Claude Giroux demands um, a certain amount of uh, game playing, a certain attitude. He keeps guys accountable. I think that's going to continue here. And that leads into my locked on player, the player of the week for the National Hockey League, Claude Giroux. I mean... He's been so good lately. I think bringing in his nephew, Ridley Gregg, to give him some uh, boosted adrenaline and to spark some life into this team has been an absolute slam dunk of a move. And I think it's going to continue here. I think Claude Giroux has another great game. Francophone bet. I'm loving it. I'm going to be locked on to Claude. I love it. So we're focused on that line with Alex Dabrinkit and both Debrinket and Giroux had that long conversation with DJ Smith after practice on Monday yep. following the Jets game. And I would love to have had them mic'd up because whatever they said seems to have worked. Even Alex Debrinket got off the schneid. He scored yes. his first goal in a while. It was his first goal. And a goal scoring goal, Ross. Not just like a tap in or a power play. Like he sniped it on a two on one which is apparently something that we said in this show last week. So we're psychics even on the things that we don't remember. We appreciate everyone for keeping us honest, whether it's a mistake like me wishing everyone a Merry Christmas yesterday <laughs> saying that the Christmas break was coming. Hey, I don't know why you're laughing. You're sitting there as I say it, nodding. So <laughs> you had your Santa hat on while I was saying that, literally. Yeah, um, that's okay. Yeah. So that was great. It is the all-star break that's coming up. Uh, but we appreciate people correcting us and and never feel like, oh, I, I feel bad about it. No, no, let us know because we're, we're imperfect. That's what And we don't take ourselves too seriously on this show either. So if we make a mistake, whatever. I mean, we're, we're a daily show. We have hundreds of hours of content on the internet. We're, we're going to make some mistakes here. Imagine we were all right. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so excited for tonight's game. Of course, you can follow the show on Twitter at Send Central, Instagram locked on dot senators. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and you can be one of the 5,000 subscribers that we have. We have hit the goal. We appreciate everyone for helping us get there. It really is a nice little milestone, more subscribers, more views and more content for you, the listener, the viewer. So be a friend and tell a friend. Pilsy, your key to victory for tonight's game, seven o'clock puck drop in Montreal. Or 7.20 after the I was going to say, yeah, asterisks. Uh, they have to do uh, a full circus show before every hockey game. I hear they're honoring Richard Zednick tonight. Okay. Mike Commissarek is tomorrow, and then they're going to honor – I'm trying to think of just like the most mediocre Habs players I can think of. I mean, do you want to pull up their lines? We can go through them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. But, yeah, your key to victory tonight once they finally drop the puck. My key to victory is don't downplay to your opponent. I mean, like, you just crushed these guys 5-0. Now you're playing them again in Montreal. Don't soften up. As uh, as Paul McLean said, hit that skinny pedal on the right. Keep putting the gas on here because there's no reason why this Montreal team should be able to hang around with the Sens. And we talked about it. They had a couple really good chances. And if not for some posts, that game could have been closer and the Sens aren't able to pull away there. So I know the confidence is good right now. Three-game winning streak heading into the break. This is a weak Montreal team, but don't downplay. Empty the tank like we talked about. You don't have to play for another over a week here. So just put it all in here. Get your cookies going into the break and let's celebrate another W for the postcast as the Leams Martian will be joining us tonight, Ross. I want them to win the first period. I think if you put them away early, the confidence in the crowd will wane. Everyone will get tired, and it, it'll just be kind of a, a lull at home game from there. But right now, I look at the Senators at nine wins on the road, nine, 12, and two, Pillsy. I need that double digits ASAP. So let's get a win on the road. Three game win streak is actually the most consecutive wins by any team in the wild card position right now tied with Tampa for second longest win streak in the Eastern Conference behind only Carolina and the Sens are actually hoping that Carolina does them a favor tomorrow when they play the Buffalo Sabres but big game I'm not going to say a must win but certainly one you'd like to get going into the break and one where I think that if you score early on this Habs team they've shown it time and time again they can't get out of that hump right you, you yeah. saw it on Saturday they had the better of the chances in the first period. Big time. It was tied 0-0. They give up that rush goal to Debrinket, and then right away after, they take a bad penalty. Giroud does his thing on the power play. Great feed from Ridley Gregg. And next thing you know, the wheels kind of fell off the team. And then in the third period, they didn't get a shot for the first 10, 15 minutes, 15 right? 15 minutes, Ross. You can put this team to bed early, and that's what I'm hoping to do. Our friends out on the East Coast in Newfoundland don't have to stay up an extra hour and a half for the out one. You can just put it to bed after the second period. But I like the the play Pillsy going with the Francophones. I'm going to say a big game. I, if I had to pick one, I think Giroux keeps it going, man. This yeah. guy's on a nice little point streak here, and we're looking forward to that one, 7 p.m. You mentioned it, the postcast live after each Ottawa Senders game. The vibes are immaculate. If you haven't been to one yet, the, the chat is unparalleled. Over a 1,000 messages on back-to-back postcasts. It's going to be a great time tonight. And uh, my final thoughts, Pilsy, the microphone or the laptop, whatever's going on, we're getting comments that the audio sounds oh, perfect now. Thank so, God. That was stressing me out. Me too, because it sounded fine for us, and then when we would put it in, 
So and I'm like, is our process bad? Like, are we not condensing it properly? Is yeah. our export settings wrong? So great to hear that it's all been fixed. It's just like when we make mistakes, Pilsy. You let us know and we fix it. That's yeah. how things roll here. What are your final thoughts today? My final thoughts are it's great that we are sounding good and looking good. I've been loving my new camera on my oh, uh, new MacBook. Not a big I deal. Thought, I thought you meant because I've been going on the Peloton. Oh, yeah. You've been looking good, too. That Cabo body uh, coming in here. You got to keep up with the AG1, though, Ross, to, to help your aging uh, here. Please bring some to Cabo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, if I sign up and go to NHL athleticgreens.com slash NHL network, I can get five free travel packs. So maybe I'll just do that. My apologies to Sens fans and Habs fans. I don't normally apologize to Habs fans. I'm so sorry we all have to watch these jerseys. Like, <laughs> it, I, I know we started with it. I know I did a three-minute rant on it, but they are so bad. It needs to be reinstated here. How, like, I want to talk to the person that signed off on these being allowed. I, I want I want to hear what they have to say because maybe they're colorblind. I don't know. They're just they're just so bad. They're so so bad. Yes. Ha ha ha. Yes. <laughs> well, hopefully we get a sicko performance yes. from the Ottawa Senators in tonight's game. For today we say goodbye. Thanks again for helping us reach 5000. It means a lot to us and next stop is 10k on Twitter. For the today though, we'll see you in the postcast. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team every day. <laughs>